What's the big brew? <laughs> you want answers? Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Master yeah. Marcus Zill. Oh, I have a very dramatic announcement, so anyone with a weak heart should leave now. You have been warned. Announcing the fourth biennial LCMS National Campus Ministry Conference will be held this January over Christmas break in beautiful, balmy, and Lutheran Fort Wayne, Indiana. So mark your calendars for witness. On both the campuses of Purdue University, Fort Wayne, and Concordia Theological Seminary, why witness? Well, college campus is an ever-expanding mission field, and college-age students have more opportunities in their vocations as students to bear witness to their faith in Jesus Christ. Last time we had uh, Pastor Wood, who is the Synod's Director of War, which is Witness, Outreach, and Revitalization. That's W-O-R, but we like to have a little silliness as we come up with. We love acronyms, don't we? Acronyms are fantastic. In fact, I don't know. I don't know if you know this about me, uh, Marcus, but I, I'm an Air Force trained acronymist. Oh, so, wow! And yeah, that's a monologist. Yeah, it's it's like we will have acrimony. If you're not if you're not afraid, you should be. Uh, so you are a doctor. I, if you know what I tell you, what if if LCMSU ever develops the way the way I hope it to do is kind of this virtual university thing, we will give you a PhD in acronomics. There we go. I, I think I think my wife dreams of such a such an honor for me. But uh, last time we had Pastor Wood on the program, we talked about why do we witness, and so today we decided we are going to give an overview of how to witness. And guess what? The acronymologist that is Pastor Mark Wood has an acronym that he's going to teach us and kind of go over some of the highlights um, about this kind of relational contextual witnessing. As promised by, by Pastor Zill, there's an acronym to help us keep our witnessing how-to uh, in front of us. And, and it's, the acronym I use is LASSIE. Now, Lassie is, uh, was a very common name for, for dogs uh, back when I was growing up uh, because of the, the, uh, the show Lassie and the superstar Lassie, uh, a beautiful collie dog who was always rescuing uh, people, including her owner, Tim, uh, Timmy, getting into trouble and Lassie rescuing sure. them. So the way this came about is I was serving a parish ministry in Florida, and Florida was a particularly challenging place to use the evangelism methods I had learned mostly as a layperson, uh, you know, 
and I was trying to make use of them and it just weren't going very well. And I was trying to teach the parishioners how, how to witness effectively. And so we, we need a different approach, something that that breaks the mold and uh, decided we needed a, we not only need a different way of doing it, we needed to, just a new starting point, uh, a witnessing approach that's, that's Lutheran from the ground up. And, and that's where Lassie came from. And the letters of Lassie stand for uh, listen, ask, seek, share, invite, encourage. Hmm. So, so that was listen, ask, share, invite, encourage. And it, it's really intended to be a natural way of speaking of Jesus with the people who are already part of your life hmm. or who will become part of your life. Uh, it isn't seeking out after strangers. It's not going out and knocking on doors. Not that there isn't a place for those kinds of witnessing. I mean, that, that's people do that very well. But this is more for your average, everyday believer in Jesus who says, I just don't feel I'm gifted to be an evangelist or the call to be an evangelist. It's to remind us that we are his witnesses. He says so in Acts 1-8. Uh, all of us, every single believer is a, is a witness of Jesus. How do I do that? What does that mean in my everyday life? And so uh, so today I thought we maybe just walk through these pretty quickly. There's a lot more detail that we could get into. Uh, and I'll put a shameless plug. Ready for my shameless plug? Absolutely. We love shameless plugs. <laughs> There is a there is a program that we're developing out of the Office of National Mission uh, to teach this, and we're teaching it in different ways and providing different resources. But the name of the program is Everyone His Witness. That's four words. Everyone His Witness, uh, and it it goes into great detail uh, about how do you use this Lassie approach. And I want to emphasize the word approach because it's it's not a step. It's not a series of steps. Uh, we all say, well, first I do the L, and then I check that box, and I move on to the A, and I check that box, et cetera. No, this is, it's going to be iterative. It's not going to work the same with every single person. You may find yourself jumping back and forth between, you know, listening and inviting or asking and encouraging. But here are the, here are the elements of the Lassie approach. We start with listen. Now, that, that strikes people odd uh, who've, who've been trained in other evangelism methods because most evangelism methods starts with us talking. You know, we're supposed to be telling people about Jesus. How can we do that by listening? Well, the question I ran into is, how can you say anything to anybody that you don't understand where they're coming from in the first place? Sure. If you don't understand a person's religious background, their worldview, uh, what they think of religion, uh, what experience, if any, they've had with the church, uh, you know, their attitude towards the church, you, know, you really need to listen to them for a little while to kind of gauge where are they coming from. And that'll be, that should be fairly easy to, to kind of take the pressure off you a little bit, at least up front, isn't it? Sure. Because, I mean, what's... What risk is there in listening to somebody? I mean, in fact, people kind of like it when you listen to them, don't they? Well, I, I wouldn't know as much as I should. I talk more than I <laughs> I don't have a listen show. I have a talk show. Oh, okay. But well, you like, let me put it this way then. It's not called you listen like radio. people listen to you, right? No, I, well, you know, I, you know, if my wife was, I hope my wife isn't listening. She'd say, well, my husband sure needs to work on that. So, but yeah, we so we need to listen. We need to be quick to listen. Right. Quick to listen.
person, right? That's what it says in the book of James. Uh, quick to listen to soul to speak. Um, and But listening is a really very important part of being an effective witness because we hear things that people are, are talking about uh, we, it, and uh, it opens up their point of view to us. Uh, you know, the radio station I listen to the most in my car is the National Public Radio mm-hmm. because I want to I listen to what other people think. I want to understand their worldview. Uh, and if I just listen to people who think like I do, I'm never going to understand how other people think. So, so listening is the starting point for a witness of Jesus to understand what's going on in the minds of the people that they're, that they're witnesses to. So, now, ask is a, a part of listening. So we listen to people and we ask questions in order to really understand things that they're saying. And uh, one thing about listening that, that I think is really interesting is it it takes down a lot of defenses. Uh, so when we ask questions, we don't want to raise those defenses back up. We want to ask questions that are sincere and genuine, that are encouraging people to continue speaking, to give us the opportunity to continue listening. Uh, well, you're gaining we ask, a little trust here, right? That you're absolutely paying attention to them, right? Because one of one of the things that has come out in, in studies that have been done by a Pew Research is and Barna Group and, and Lifeway Research is that non-church people actually don't trust Christians because they think that all we want to do is save them. They, in other words, they think all all we all they are to us are objects of conquest. Hmm. They don't care about preachy. us. We're just wanting right. to, to yell stuff at them. And we don't treat them like people. Which is uh, a little we, different than what we tend to see on our college campuses with the uh, Westboro Baptist type stand up on the stump and, and just yell at people right. that they're going to hell, which is what we see a lot of on our college campuses. Yeah, and they're not, and they're not listening, are they? No, they're not. No. They're not asking any questions. They're just... They're, they're just yelling and telling and very ineffectively. Uh, so when we listen to people and we ask them sincere questions, we're showing them we care about them as human beings. Hmm. And yes, it, it takes down some barriers. It builds some trust. It, it helps develop a relationship with a person. So these are probing questions that are designed to kind of in, facilitate further listening and further... Right, yeah. yeah. Or as I like to put it, just keep the conversation going. <clears throat> sure. And, and uh, because as we're talking with people, as we're keeping the conversation going, we we have that, that seeking that's taking place. Now remember, this is not a series of steps. So there's a seeking that's taking place while you're listening, while you're asking questions. And what you're seeking is, well, a point of contact. This is the yes. The yes, the first S and last okay, E. first S. Seek. So, you know, not to be confused with, you know, somebody who is a seeker who's not a believer who's like wandering around trying to find God this is seeking as a witness this is seeking where is this person coming from and where do we connect where's our, where's our nexus where's our point of connection uh, a great example of this in the scripture is when the apostle Paul was in Athens you know he, he was invited to come and, and speak at the Areopagus which was like you know the Carnegie Hall or the Super Bowl of his time and uh, he's got this great opportunity to speak to these great philosophers. And, uh, you know, he's like, what am I going to say? 
Where's my point of connection? And he found it as he went around and saw all the idols in the city, and he found one that was to an unknown god. So he could have come into that Ericopagus setting, and he should he could have said, "You guys are just a bunch of idolaters. Everywhere I went, there were false gods, and there's nothing but false gods. And you are so lost. You are so stupid. You don't know anything. But let me tell you about the one true God. What would have?" been their reaction to that (laughs) but instead he says wow I've looked around and I understand you you people are very very religious and that's cool Uh, in fact I even saw this thing that said to unknown God and I want to tell you who that God is that God that you worship and revere but don't know because I know him well, if I recall right, he also found a connection to them in quoting from one of their own poets. Right. So having yeah. that familiarity, it, which is, which blows your mind when you think about it, the fact that here you have a secular poet that's now quoted in Scripture, therefore being sure. the inspired Word of God, even though it was written in a secular sense. But he found a point of connection with their own... Yeah. You know, we need to know what's going on. We need to know what's going on with them, but also uh, the things that are important to them. Absolutely. So so listening and asking and seeking, you know, while we're doing that with individual people in there in our conversations, if you look at it in a broader way, we want to listen and ask and seek points of connection in our culture. Mm-hmm. It, you know, what's going on in the social trends uh, of, of the world in which we live and, you know, be, uh, be students of our culture, understand their worldviews. Uh, so we're not coming in ignorant. Uh, so and that shows we care about people, too. So I was doing this, this witnessing event in Tampa a couple of years ago, and, uh, you know, it, it was kind of a weird setting. I, I can't, you know, it was connected to Halloween, so there was a lot of weirdness going on at E-Work. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I, I started talking to this guy, and, and I find out, you know, by listening and asking, I find out he's a Rath cesarean. I'm like, I mean, I've heard of that religion, but I don't know anything about it, you know? <laughs> I understand they use certain uh, enhancing products in their worship and uh, and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, but you know, uh, rather than just say, "Well, I don't know anything about that," let me tell you what I do know, uh, and shut them down. I started asking them questions, and while I still don't know much about Rastafarianism, I was able to connect with him uh, because I was seeking a point of connection. Sure. Which led to the next test of Lassie, which is share. Yeah. And ultimately, what we, what we want to share is the one thing that can change people's hearts. Mm-hmm. And that's sharing the Word of God. But what Word of God are you going to share with somebody? I mean, you got, you got the whole Bible there in front of you. Uh, what are you going to share? Are you asking you me? I was, I was busy sure. listening. I was trying okay. to be a good listener. <laughs> well, they say put it into practice. <laughs> well, you want to get to the heart of the gospel. You ultimately want to um, to tell them about Jesus. You you need to first, you know, approach them with the law of why they even need a Savior. Yeah, possibly. And, and how are you going to know if you need to hear the law? Well, you have to continue the, the connections uh, to see what they believe about God and, and their own right. need to have a savior. Yeah. So if we, so if we listen and ask and seek a point of connection, we're going to figure out along the way, here's somebody who's super comfortable in her sin. Sure. <laughs> I need to speak the law. I need to share the law with this person, but I need to share the law in a loving way. Not like Westboro does. Right. Mm-hmm. I, or if I'm listening and asking and seeking a point of connection, and I hear this person's crushed by the law. They're, they're 
they're miserable in their sin. They, they have no hope and no purpose in life. Well, now I know I need to speak the gospel to them. And in terms of the, the, the steps, for lack of a better word, that when that happens, you don't go, excuse me, but I'm still on my age. You know, <laughs> right. No, you, that's <laughs> when you need to realize, you know, that's okay. There's no more applying the law. <laughs> then you uh, then you need to kind of move on. Right. So you don't you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to be stuck on a step just because you, you think it's a step rather than an element of an approach. Sure. So I, I'd like to say, uh, you know, this is Lassie off the leash. OK. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I don't know when, when I don't know if Lassie was ever on a leash. I don't remember. Seeing well, that's because that's Lassie didn't live in a leash law community. But uh, <laughs> boy, have times changed. <laughs> Yeah, times have changed. Sure. All right, so so you're listening, you're asking, you're seeking, and you get to the sharing part. And um, this is really the thing is you know, we want to share God's word, but you can't share what you don't know. Mm. Uh, so this is really so important for us as, as God's witnesses to, to be immersed in the word of God, uh, just to fill our hearts and our minds with his word and let the Holy Spirit draw that out of us in these conversations. And um, one of the things I really miss about parish ministry is, is seeing that happen in people's lives. I, I had a young woman that I'd, I'd known for, oh golly, since she was in uh, in college and, and she grew up and got I, I officiated her wedding. Uh, her fiance was also a member of the congregation and I baptized her children. Uh, and she was developing as a young professional, really advancing in her career. And she came to me one day as she was picking up her children from the child care center. They said, oh, Pastor, I have to tell you this. I, said, I was in this conversation with someone at work and, and all of a sudden all this stuff started coming out of me. And I was like, I didn't even know where it was coming from. It was like, whoa, I'm saying, I'm telling her about Jesus. And it's like, I don't know. You know, it wasn't something she rehearsed. It wasn't something she learned in a script somewhere. It was the Holy Spirit drawing out of her all that stuff that she said to me. I know exactly where it came from, Pastor. You're the one who put it in me. She'd heard it in the preaching, mm. the teaching, and the Bible studies that she came to. God had filled her up with his word. And at the moment he designed with the person that he wanted her to share this with, it all came out. Yeah, so. So sharing is just letting that all come out. So fill yourself with the word. You don't, you don't have to memorize these hundred Bible passages to be an effective evangelist. Just keep the word coming in. Just let it fill you up, and uh, the Spirit will, will give you the words to say when the time comes. Well, I'll give you the Pastor Wood, we've got about five or six minutes left right. here, and we got two more. We don't want to leave her at last. Two more, right. So we have invite and encourage uh, are the next two so uh, elements of last. Ask, seek, share, and then invite and encourage. Right. And invitations can take any number of, of forms. You know, really, it's all driven by a context of, of the of the relationship you have with the person, what's available. Uh, but ultimately, what you're trying to do is keep the conversation going, uh, keep the conversation about Jesus going. And so the invitation may be something that, that you, and, you know, invite somebody to that you're going to take part in with them. Uh, that's usually the best kind of invitation where you're going to do it together. But it may also be to invite them to connect with somebody else. Because as you listened and you asked and you're seeking and sharing, you realize, you know what, I, I'm not really well connected with this person. I don't. We don't have a lot in common, but I know another Christian who really would click with this person. They would really go deep, a lot deeper than I ever could. 
So I, I, I want to make sure that when I'm inviting people, I don't limit myself to what I'm capable of, sure. but it's what the body of Christ can offer this person. Uh, this is especially important if, if you're having a little conversation with somebody you may not have an ongoing relationship with. You know, um, like I travel on airplanes a lot. You know, what am I going to do? What am I going to invite this person to? Well, we have a whole body of Christ that we can tap into. Know what's available and make an invitation that, Absolutely. You know, that's inviting to that person that interests them. And then the encouragement is just that follow up and follow through. You make an invitation, just you know, do things to encourage the person to act on the invitation. Uh, if you if you say, hey, let's get together and talk about this more, follow through on that uh, commitment you're making. Uh, you know, find ways of encouraging the person. Maybe it's sending them a little text with with something you shared from God's word. Uh, it could be a, an email that says, hey, you know, yesterday our pastor was preaching on this text and I thought of you because, blah, you know, this, this was just so perfect uh, from what you told me earlier. It shows that you really listened and, and you really care about this person as a person and you're able to encourage them with the ultimate encouragement, uh, the encouragement of Jesus Christ. Well, you know, and it strikes me that with this um, process that it can kind of loop back to the, I mean, the last two and to invite them to follow up and to uh, um, encourage um, that you could go back through this process many times, each almost each sure. time that you're gathering with them. And, you know, you don't go, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I listened to you last time we got together. I'm not going to do it now. Right. It, it's, a, it's a highly iterative approach, uh, not a series of steps. And you'll, you'll go back and forth and back and forth. Uh, and, uh, and that's fine because you know, our relationships mature and our, our conversations do as well. You know, it's the toughest thing, you know, and, you know, it seems to me at, at what point does the invitation, we just got about two minutes left here, but the, you know, the invitation, you know, what I found as a campus pastor many times can be say, you know, hey, you should you should come to one of the Bible classes we offer. Or would you like to uh, you know, come to we do matins during the week at our campus ministry or something? I mean, in many ways, aren't sometimes the invitation, you know, when at, at some point you want to get it beyond just your relationship with them, but to try to get them connected. But you have to get to know them first to know kind of, you know, are they ready for that and to make sure that doesn't sound too threatening. Right, absolutely. Uh, the invitation should be inviting to the person. Uh, they're ready for it. It's, it's tailored for their, where they're at uh, and what, what interests them. And so, uh, you know, this is, this is where I tell people, trust the Holy Spirit. You know, the, the Holy Spirit is really good at this. Uh, trust him to guide you through, uh, through this, you know, experience of witnessing to someone. And uh, it's just amazing what the Holy Spirit does and how he makes use of us. Uh, to bring the good news of Jesus to other people. Now, obviously, we could spend a lot more time on this than we do. I encourage everybody, take advantage of it. We see an Everyone is Witness workshop available in your community, uh, on your campus, or in a congregation nearby. Please, you know, it's free. Uh, we spent a whole day talking about this in great detail. Wait, did uh, you say free? College students free. love free. Yeah, it's free. There's no charge. We're not going to make you pay to learn how to be a better witness of Jesus. We're going to come to you <laughs> and provide it uh, because we're the church of Jesus Christ. We, we, uh, we want to build up his body uh, for to his glory and for the good of the people that he sent us into the world to, to share uh, his love and grace and mercy with. So one last time, LASSI stands for, once again, just real quick. Listen, 
ask, seek, share, invite, encourage. Well, that's fantastic. Hey, Pastor Wood, we thank you for taking the time. Uh, maybe try to try to get a little feedback from everybody out there, and maybe we'll have you back, as I mentioned up front, down the line, and we'll kind of go through these a little bit more uh, uh, more closely. But there's a lot to learn here. It's a, it's a great process, and uh, as a dog lover, uh, all the more reason to, to, to love Lassie even more. So, all right. Well, anytime, anytime, I'd be happy to come back. And hey, and Marcus, I'm yeah. free too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although our boss would say, "No, you guys cost me a lot more." Do you know? Uh, well, so, <laughs> some things, some things are measured not in money, but in angst. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, this is fantastic. Thank you for taking the time. All right. Well, peace be with you. Take care. And of course, Lassie. That's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Witness, January 2nd through 5th in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Check it out at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help. You've been listening to The Student Union, produced by the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate Office of National Mission, in cooperation with Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the LCMS. Your support is vital for this program to continue. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting the Student Union.